0: Chapter 34, Positive He doesn't exist without Remus. Sirius had speculated as much long before now, but this is proof. He's evaporating, disintegrating, falling away from the world, nothing tethering him in place anymore. He's gone. Sirius is gone. He's no longer Sirius anymore, can't remember his name or that he'd ever had one to begin with. He is no one, nothing just a floating mass pulling apart and separating, drifting away, scattering through darkness, flickering lights that spark and then sizzle out, electricity zapping and faltering. Death. He is death. It's comforting. Until noises invade the peace-like gnats slipping into ears that shouldn't exist anymore. Something twitches, a faint pressure tugging those pieces together again, and then there's a sudden, violent yank. The sounds increase, grow louder, angry. Raised voices cry out around him, and Sirius scrunches up his face, eyes squeezing tighter in their closure. He grunts, and silence falls. Eyelids flutter, bright lights invade, forcing them to clench against it, but the need to open keeps pulling insistently, and Sirius slowly rouses, feeling as though he's emerging from a tar pit, everything heavy and sluggish to respond. He squints against the stark whiteness, so blinding it hurts, but his eyes finally shift around until they land on hazel, those merging colors of green and blue and brown, so familiar. He frowns, opens his mouth to speak, but nothing will come out, his throat seeming to be sealed shut. Sirius's gaze flickers, finding more eyes staring at him, vivid green framed by red hair and the palest skin. He shifts again, landing on two pairs of grey eyes framed by different shades of dark hair, faces he hasn't seen in so long but instantly recognizes, and confusion spikes in his mind, so many questions flooding him that he can't ask. Once more, he moves his gaze, settling on brown eyes and a freckled nose, panic clearly written in every line of that face, a hand extended outwards, pressure over Sirius's hip where it rests in a sharp, radiating sting that makes his teeth grit in his skull. Two strangers pull at the man attached to the hand and curious, molten brown eyes, Ones pressed deeply into the skin on either side of his neck, threatening and warning. The people finally jerk him backwards, the connection to Sirius's body breaking like a twig snapping loudly in a silent forest, a positive charge turning negative, coaxing a rattling gasp from his mouth. They hold him firmly. Keep him away from Sirius even as his movements fall still as those eyes fix on Sirius's face, but then James is there, hovering over him, blocking Sirius's view. Hey, hi. Fuck. Sirius? His friend's hands shift over him, not quite touching, just there, like James isn't sure what to do. Are you with us? Shit. How do you feel? Is it really you? You fucking idiot, don't ever scare me like this again. James's expression cascades through so many different emotions that Sirius can't identify them all, flashing and then gone to another before it lands properly. Can you talk? Sirius tries to shake his head, but it won't move, his muscles feeling locked in place. He opens his mouth, but still no sound emerges more than a squeak, an embarrassing noise that startles him. Move aside please, comes another voice, unfamiliar and stern. The person that steps forward is dressed in healer's robes, and Sirius suddenly understands that he's in a ward, likely St. Mungo's, his confusion growing to the heights of a towering mountain. The woman whips her wand over him, like she's checking various things. She nods once when she's finished and then taps the tip to the center of his throat. That should re-strengthen the muscles there. With some water, he should be able to speak. We can do the same to his body so the recovery to move and walk again won't take nearly as long, but it will still take some time before he's back to where he was. A glass is abruptly forced upon him, hands behind his shoulders, levering him up, Lily resting at his side, supporting his new position. James guides the glass slowly as serious drinks, trying his best to guzzle it, that first drop hitting his tongue like fire that spreads greedily. When it's gone, Sirius makes an insistent sound, begging for more, and James seems to hesitate before refilling it and providing. Sirius gasps halfway through the second cupful and James removes the glass from his mouth, setting it to the side before crouching down beside Sirius, arms resting on the mattress, gaze not leaving Sirius as he stares in amazement. Let him go, orders Lily and James at the same time, directing their words to the two strangers holding those brown eyes and mystifying freckles in place. They look reluctant but eventually do as requested, arms falling away, and then James is speaking on his own. Serious mate, he says, awe-filling his voice, nearly overwhelmed with relief. Can you say anything? Sirius glances around the room. What happened, he finally asks, the words rasping, scratchy but present and there. He looks at Andromeda and Regulus of all people, stunned and disoriented. Why are you here? And then, like being pulled by some uncontrollable force, his eyes settle on the man no longer being restrained, a deep frown forming. Who are you? The freckled face staring back at him crumbles instantly.